ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Jeff, look in my eyes. What do you see? What do I see? I see I see CM Punk. That's what I see. A cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. Yes. I've been everything you want to be. Oh, I'm the cult of personality. There you go. So I think the you you may know this. I, I think the backstory is Tony Khan paid for the the song when Punk came into AEW. Yes. But WWE went to Live in Color and said, hey, can you make a slightly different mix of that song that we can use? Yep. That's what I heard. Yep. Because I I thought about that. I was like, man, if punk comes back, like, I wonder how they're gonna I wonder if they can even get the music. Cause you'd think if Tony was smart, he would have said, Hey, we are the only ones that can use this in professional wrestling for the next five years. He obviously didn't do that, or whatever it was was not ironclad because they could create a slightly different version of it it's actually sloppy on AEW's part i mean again 2020 hindsight but it's like they should have locked up hey living color you can't do anything for wwe or you can't do this song in the i mean right yeah i'll give you do you know the the backstory of why he uses that song i do not all right well i'll share it during the episode with you it's a good story okay good um any any particular reason you chose this match? I mean, yeah. Obviously. So this this was actually a swap for us. Um, I forget after CM Punk signed, I knew I wanted to get one slated in here, and so this was the the first opportunity we could really do it. Uh, normally, it's I, it's an early WrestleMania match for us. Normally, we don't cover WrestleMania matches this early, especially with the Royal Rumble this week. But we are gonna like talk CM Punk. You kind of have to. I, I know I've said over the last few weeks I've kind of come around on Punk. Um, I, I you know now that he's there and we've seen it a little bit like I'm, I'm all for it and so um yeah it's just one of the like i said i don't even remember what we had in this spot I, it, it wasn't oh it was a new japan match and then i swapped it out for this um after punk came back and so yeah it was just I, looking for a good match i kind of you know what was some of one of his top matches here and there that we hadn't covered and so um this was the one i decided to go with whether wrestlemania season or not be damned we're close enough we're on the road a week from today that's good enough for me love it yeah and this is uh it's a timely time to talk about punk so let's get into the build oh it's time for the build WrestleMania 29. It's the final pre-network WrestleMania. So this would have been the last ah. WrestleMania you ever had to pay for. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, April 7th, 2013, we're outdoors at MetLife Stadium, which was brand spanking new. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the because you know, I always follow this stuff because I've I've been to a bunch of WrestleMania's. Um, this was a nightmare getting out of there because I think the show ended after the subway stopped or there was that's right. I remember. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you just like hours. And I remember sitting there going, man, 
you know, it would have been fun to be there. I was there the year before in Miami, but I was like, yeah, you know, that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not a big deal to to miss one. So um, seventy four thousand buy rate of over a million. Uh, the dark match is the Miz winning the Eric Hotnell Championship by beating uh, Wade Barrett, which I'm surprised Barrett hasn't come back. I don't know medically if he cannot or he just may enjoy doing commentary. You know, may not, just be done, yeah. Yeah, not taking bumps and probably making a half million bucks a year or whatever isn't isn't so bad. It's weird too. That's a title change in the dark match, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Really, really weird match to start the show. The Shield, um, who I don't know if you remember Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. You His name sound familiar. Yeah, it's yeah. sound familiar. Yeah. Defeated the big show Randy Orton and Sheamus. So all, all six men are still wrestling. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Uh, yep. Obviously a weird three-way team. Uh, just odd. You know, it was funny. Like pre-singles run, the Shield just had some weird uh, WrestleMania matches. Like there was a tag match with uh, like Kane and New Age Outlaws, I think, that was went like two minutes. And um, yep. it's just hard to believe. So this would have been a long time ago. Right, I mean, this is what yeah, ago, yeah, jeez, crazy, so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny if I would have told you that the three guys in the shield would be on top of the business, it wouldn't have even remotely surprised you. You'd be like, yeah, it makes sense, right? You know, maybe, maybe you would have said, eh, you know, Ambrose and Rollins. I'm not positive. I mean, Reigns is not shocking at all, um, but yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, but even Orton, since, I know Big Show's over at AEW, but Orton and Sheamus too. Like you know, Orton's right back at the top. Like just crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Henry is going to defeat Ryback in eight minutes. Team Hell No is going to retain the tag team titles. I guess the other uh, brands tag team titles by mm. defeating Biggie and Dolph Ziggler, who are accompanied by AJ Lee in six minutes. God, just not a great WrestleMania. This is getting weird. Read, yeah, yeah, you're about to well, read. And then, and then we remember the next match, which was just really odd. Fandango yeah. defeating Chris uh, Chris Jericho, which was just odd. In nine minutes, it was like Fandango, they really hadn't even doing much with. It was just like stupid, and Jericho hated it, and it, just bad. It's three and stars, this, though. That's so weird. This, yeah. So then this next match, Alberto Del Rio, who, you know, I try to be objective, but I mean the guy's a scumbag, right? Yep. Uh, he's going to retain the world heavyweight championship by defeating Jack Swagger. I mean, just a like again. I mean, maybe it was okay, but it's just for a WrestleMania. You think like you wonder like, hey, how's wrestling now compared to how it was ten years ago? Well, this is if this was night one of WrestleMania so far, you'd go, this sucks. Like now there's yeah. two cards back to back nights that are way better than this, right? Yeah. Um, You know, it just wasn't good. Like it's eight, it's eight matches in the dark match. So much better now. Now the last three matches, pretty badass, right? Uh, Undertaker, CM Punk, 22 minutes. We're going to cover this one. Two first ballot hall of famers. Jeff will get into the build. It was awesome. (laughs) Uh, Triple H is going to defeat Brock Lesnar in a no holds barred match. I think this was match two of their three matches. I can't I can't remember. Uh, but they would they worked three matches total. Um, I think Brock won the first and third one. So that was a, an awesome match. You had Shawn Michaels involved, Paul Heyman involved. And then the main event, John Cena 
uh, getting his win back against The Rock. Uh, 23 minutes. You know, they they hang out afterwards. <laughs> I think what I remember most about that is how Rock's ribs were just shattered. And yep. I still don't know what was supposed to happen. But, of course, the rumor was next night on Raw, we were supposed to get the Rock-Brock face-off and get them. But yeah. you know, Rock, Rock didn't didn't wrestle who who the hell knows but um anyways that's the show uh again there really wasn't you know much to get excited about except for the last three matches uh you know this i think by today's standards this would have been a week night one of wrestlemania if you can believe that that's how yeah good it's right now so uh storyline standpoint how do we get to this one yeah, so this one, uh, of course, WrestleMania, uh, this one taking place on April 7th. We're going to go back just a little bit here, actually, um, uh, because there was not a super long build on this one. But, of course, Taker and the Streak still active at this point. Uh, yeah, the March 4th episode of Raw, it was actually the old school Raw episode. Yeah, the Undertaker making his return. Um, he had been gone for a little bit here. He opened up the show saying that any challenger, he would face them um, in order to end, or if they wanted to try and end his undefeated streak at WrestleMania. Um, you had Punk, Randy Orton, Big Show, and Sheamus, which this is where you kind of get that tag team from. They all declared that they wanted to take on The Undertaker. Um, and so it was actually a fan of the, or, or, you know, big fan of the show, big fan. Uh, we are as well, too. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, um, you know, setting the fatal four way match between these guys. It was actually later that night. And so um, CM Punk ended up winning that match. He pinned Orton. Um, he, you know, uh, which gave him this match against The Undertaker. So, like we said, why this weird kind of tag team? We got the weird tag team because they were the three losers in this match against CM Punk. And so, um, so that's how, you know, kind of weird and how you're getting that card put together. So, it's actually the next night you had Undertaker. It was actually, um, it, it, real life kind of as we like outside of story. Um, uh, Paul Bearer died. And so um, obviously had been with the undertaker and Kane for as long as any of us can remember. And so just a huge one, you know, one of the best managers ever in the business. Um, but it was actually a punk interrupting Paul Bearer's tribute segment um, saying that he would break the under it's cutting the heel promo. Of course uh, you then had Kane attacking punk. Um, you then had Kane beating punk in a no DQ match. It was actually, um, then Undertaker coming out a little bit, you know, to honor uh, Paul Bear, like kind of doing, you know, the eye roll. So in the end, they, uh, I, I say, redeemed Paul Bear um, for that episode, but you still had Punk, uh, you know, losing that match. So kind of weird at that point. So really just a, a lot of back and forth here with interrupting. We will see that uh, Punk actually has the Undertaker's urn. Um, right when we start this match, you'll see that he's kind of tossing it in the air. Air. Of course, as we all know, the urn synonymous with Paul Bear throughout his career, Undertaker getting his power from the urn, it'd be, you know, being in storylines and you know the lid falling off and the smoke, just all kinds of stuff, and why the urn is important to the Undertaker and his history. And so, um, 
He'll playing it up as well too, trying to get the urn back. That was a big part of it, and so um, you know, Punk. It's just that's the biggest part of it. So, and then you had him as well too. There's uh, just a week or two before, or about a week before, he was Punk disguised as one of the Druids, kind of assaulting Undertaker, uh, hitting him with the urn as well. Um, and then the the biggest part of this, then spilling out the uh, opening the urn and spilling out the ashes onto the Undertaker. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. It, it, you know, it, yeah, it's a little grim and morbid, but at the same time with who the undertaker is, you know, the storyline piece of it, like you could tell that like these guys were enjoying it because then they went out and we're about to see the match and what happened there. And so, yeah, just a tight build really less than a month, but made a ton of sense with what they were doing. And I, you know, I, I we can ask the question, you know, a little crazy here, like what would have happened if, uh, or, you know, how would it have played out if Paul Bearer hadn't died when he did? I know it's kind of crazy to ask, but, uh, you know, would the story have taken a different angle or what would they have done and, you know, wrestling in his honor, really? And so um, really good stuff all around as far as I'm concerned. Oh, fa- fantastic. Fan- yep. I just I love this build. I mean, I was all in on it. So let's let's get into the match, man. I'm I'm super pumped to cover this one. Uh, we are at the one hour and 56 minute mark, WrestleMania 29 on the network and Peacock. One hour, 56 minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right. CM Punk with Urn in possession. Also, uh, playing do you with play- it. Yep. You know, 20, 21 and 0. So throws it to Paul Heyman. I mean, so you've got, you know, you know the Paul Bear Earn stuff. You've got Paul Heyman who dressed up like uh, uh, Paul Bear, which was just mm-hmm. incredibly like uncomfortable. But again, you know, Paul Bear was the, I mean, he was a lifelong wrestling guy. He was, watching it from somewhere just loving it right so certainly yeah. found it to be a tribute which is which is cool um undertaker yeah. moving fast yep both of them yeah. moving fast oh yeah so punk is one of the rare guys that i would say is a all-time classic top baby face and heel i mean mm-hmm. you watch him here heel punk and you're like man this is good like I mean, look, obviously right now he's the baby face, he's returning, but at some point he's just going to be a ridiculous heel. One thing I did remember was uh, his tights. He's got like the Undertaker purple on, obviously completely trolling him, which is just great. Um, You know, this was that era where Punk wanted wanted to main event WrestleMania, and even though he was in this spot, I mean, he never was the final match. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Cause that, I mean, that really is the one thing that he has never done in this business is, you know, closed a WrestleMania. Um, and, and it means something to him. I mean, you know, even when he left, you know, a decade ago, it, it meant something to him, right? Like that was a, that was a big deal was I we'll never see got the spot. Yeah. 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 But, it, it's it, it's it's 100 legit it's as real as you know cody finishing the story uh so 
pretty cool. Uh, both guys look great. We're on the outside of the ring now. Yeah, uh, yeah just that I love the trivia of it being the final WrestleMania before uh, you know the network finished up, and it's just so wild to think you know watching this show, which the first seven matches were completely like passable, like you'll never talk about them or think about them again. Uh, you know, 50 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever this costs. So it's just, I mean, you're paying all that money for like three matches that I was, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought were good. I was actually curious when you were talking about being there, I was curious for the viewers at home, how much this was actually a price in like the network going, there's a price increase for the high definition version of WrestleMania 29. You were paying 6995. Holy hell. I, I honestly, I would have guessed like 55 max. This it was, was $70. Wow. It was $59.95 for the standard definition, which at this point, most people weren't buying that. And so, yes, the 28 was $54.99 for the standard edition. So it was a uh, price increase, yes, from the previous year. So there you go. I mean, you know, you get you get four guys together, order some pizza, bring some beer. It's still 30, 40 bucks ahead. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah. This show, like, no, you know, you know, hindsight 2020, like 70 bucks for this show. Like, oof, like that's rough. And so, yeah. yeah so. And I mean, the you know, this this match was, you know, really good. The next match was really good. The Cena Rock. I mean, that match was not good. You knew Cena was going to win. Uh, it just. Yep. I don't. I didn't think that was that great at all. So you said you came around on Punk. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, and so I know for and in, in, in the lead up before he signed, I know you and I had a lot of conversations on this show just about you know does Punk need you know and I think I said at the time WWE doesn't need Punk. Um, you know, Punk needs WWE if that were to happen. And this was before the signing. But now that we've seen him there, um, the reaction, I you know, I think thinking of the possibilities of the kind of matches he could have, um, I, I think my statement still rings true, though. But it's just in a different light that I think is still WWE doesn't need Punk, but Punk does need WWE. And unlike AEW, like you got Undertaker walking the ropes here, yep, crowd on their feet. Um, I, you know, I, oh, punk rare is, reversal. I remember yeah. that at the time, like that almost never happened. I, yeah, I don't big deal. think that was the first time ever, but like I don't remember another one. Right. So, yeah, I think that, like, you know, now that I, I, I say WWE is going to use him right. And where it seems like AEW just kind of didn't know how to use him, but also at the same time, didn't know how to kind of control him. Um, yeah, we've all seen the articles recently too, like punk, like this is it. Like, where does he go after this? Like if he wants to cement his legacy, like doing it on the Saturday AEW show collision is not the way to do it. Um, it is this, uh, here we go. Punk now going to try and looks, you know, going up to do it. Yep. Oh, just crazy. Yep. Yeah, so I think, you know, me coming around is, I, you know, I'm excited to see him now. I, I We've also seen some of the, uh, I know you and I, the TV deals are, are going to be the big thing of 2024 and what's happening there. And it sounds like, uh, you know, some of the higher ups are high on punk, which, you know, just, just kind of crazy to think about these TV execs being like, yeah, CM Punk is going to, you know, bring eyes to whatever we want or, you know, they're going to get more money because they re-signed, you know, CM Punk, which is just crazy to think about. But I guess, I mean, 
W like it was you know Warner Brothers or you know AEW they wanted a show built around Punk and then he was gone and so okay now that he's in WWE we're gonna give you Punk as well like it, it, it's just what it is and so I'm I'm here for the ride like, does he need to be the champ no does he need to win the Rumble this week no but you know I I think it's one of those where I, you know I'm enjoying it you know there's just some things that like I, I'm enjoying seeing him on my screen. It's it's a it's a lightning in a bottle thing. Um, yep. You you know, right now. I mean, you saw the merch numbers. What was it? Six hundred thousand. Yeah, just crazy. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you have two guys right now in Punk and Cody that are. I mean, they're they're. You got you got two. You got two Hulk Hogan's. You got two John Cena's. You got two Steve Austins. Yep. Now, are are they those people? No, but they're not far off. And right. you know, not that I necessarily love two babyface champions, but okay, Cody and Punk. There you go. Mm-hmm. Roll with it. And I, and I think at some point you're going to turn Punk heel, and he's going to be incredibly over. Well, I I think he'll become a Heyman guy again. Like we haven't talked about it in much this show, but yeah, Heyman's with him ringside. I think that there there is a story to tell there. What you know, whatever sure. they want to do. You go that route, and yep. you think I came back for the fans? Come on, I came back here to make money, and I came perfect back. line. Yeah, and and I, and I was talking yeah. to some of my friends that they they said that promo was okay until he said that line. And then it was like punk is back. They felt good after the money line. I was like, okay, like here we go. So, um, so I do have the trivia. We, you know, we, we, you beautifully shared the lyrics, um, with cult of personality with us at the start of the episode here. But, uh, punk, this is actually back in 2020, tweeted why he used it was actually living color. Uh, said that it was Punk came out to Cult of Personality. So then Punk actually responded on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. He said, this was my Little League team song in 1989. Used it in Ring of Honor in 05. In 11, I gave him no choice. Even rocked it in the UFC. It's been a crazy life. Thanks for helping with the soundtrack. Love it. So, yep, good stuff. So what are your thoughts on two? We've seen a lot lately. Um, is 2024 going to be the year of WWE re-signing everybody to long, big contracts? I feel like we've seen a lot of that news coming out recently of, you know, big names, Bailey, Charlotte, some of these people, Ray, like signing yeah. big. Like, What are your thoughts? Is this going to be that year? Or we got contracts ending. Like, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think the timing is right for them to just say, look, we're going to lock up our entire roster for another three to five years. Yep. There's no there's nobody here that draws money that's going to want to work for AEW. OK, yep. so and, and again, it, if they wanted to keep edge, they would have. All right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just, yep. I don't I just don't think they said we just there's nothing we really want to do with the guy. I mean, they just they, they made that determination. OK. Because if they wanted to keep them, they would have. So I think WWE is going to say, look, every guy on our roster, we can secure for another three to five years, you know, men's division, women's division, NXT, you name it. We're going to lock everyone up. Um, We're going to lock them in for more money, but relatively speaking, pretty affordable given the new TV deals we're getting. 
And that's it. And then they can cherry pick anyone that they want, uh, you know, that's outside of WWE. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I do think that's that's where we're headed. And so lock everyone up, sign a few more people, you know, continue to make stars in NXT. And it, I mean, you know, they they I mean, look at 10 years ago as we're watching this now. Look at that roster versus this roster. And, and for them to say, we're going to we're going to, you know, everyone we're going to lock up. It's it's a pretty great place to be. Undertaker attacking Heyman at this point. Yeah, going for the choke slam actually on the outside. Punk breaking it up though. So uh, I yeah, I met a guy. I was in a meeting, an all day meeting, like a few weeks ago. I swear to you, this guy looked identical to Big Evil Undertaker. Really? It like freaked me out. I couldn't stop looking at it. Sometimes, like every once in a while, well, who, what was the tweet recently? You see, Dominic uh, met his doppelganger like down in Mexico or something. Oh. Like it was like a meet and greet, and the guy he, he looked like just like Dominic. Even uh, Rhea Ripley was like playing it up and stuff like that. I thought it was funny as hell, but yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I I think that you know I do almost wonder like you've got some WWE stars like okay maybe like you know they're, they're not going to be at the top of the card and they see that so it's like okay I'm going to go to AEW like um you know I'm going to do that and you know kind of check it. I feel like it's like you know the the football player that wins the Super Bowl and like oh I want a new challenge so he goes to a different team like. I think at the same time, there's some people that are like, why? I'm on a Super Bowl team. Why would I leave Patrick Mahomes? Why would I leave, you know, some of these people? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And so, um, but I, I think you're you're dead on, like, of, like, you know, jumping to AEW is any more is not going to be the the career savior that you think it's going to be. Like, why would Charlotte leave? Why would Bailey leave? Like, why would Ray ever leave? Like, it, it makes zero sense. And so, um, you know, it, with the exposure and everything else, you know, Punk going for the go to sleep and then Undertaker hitting him with a choke slam, quick pin as well, too. Uh, nope, kick it out. Great match so far. It's been nonstop action. Well, and, and remember, we're we're at the point where it's like, hey, you know, maybe Punk does defeat the streak, you know. So, I mean, this was you had all that intrigue. Too. It was close, yeah, yeah. We didn't now, know. It's a little bit different, but but watching it at the time, you just you just didn't know. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with AEW's new TV deal because, you know, if they don't get a good TV deal. How do you pay a competitive wage? All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, WWE can pay whatever they want. Okay. So they could, they could theoretically, I won't say outbid AW, but I mean, they can offer as much as they need to within reason. So AW, I just don't know if they can. I mean, how many, you know, Chris Jericho type contracts can you throw out there? Yeah. Number one. And then if their if their TV deal, I mean, they're losing estimated to have lost $30 million this year. So mm-hmm. if their new TV deal say it stay it stays flat, okay. Then what? Are you just gonna lose 30 million again for each of the next five years? I mean, at what point does Tony Khan's dad say, Hey, your experiment has lost us, lost our family a hundred million dollars? The um yeah, at a certain well, I don't point, know if yeah. They keep pay- what I'm saying is, I don't know if they keep paying these guys. You know, can they afford to just 
pick, pick your next free agent, right? Pick your next like guy. Can they, I mean, you know, I don't know if they've re-signed MJF or not as of our recording. We don't know for sure, but like how many of these guys can you just like, ah, oh, here's a million, here's 2 million, here's 5 million. How many of those out there? And if WWE wants a guy and says, look, whatever they offer you, we're going to offer you 20% more. How do you compete with that? Well, and I, I'm looking as we're sitting here too, because I, I, and I'm using the Charlotte contract as the example. Like all the news coming out was that like it was it, the largest women's contract ever, and it was a huge bump. And the rumor was that Sasha or Mercedes or whatever wanted more in order to come back, which it's like, uh, like okay, like I don't think you're that commodity, but who knows? You know, prove me wrong type thing. Um, but yeah, I think that like it, I think your point too, it, it's dead on of like, why wouldn't you lock up these people? Like, why wouldn't you not have to worry about it for the next three to five years? And yeah, some people are gonna get cut because of this, but also like, it, 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 I, you know, most profitable year ever, 2024 will also be their most profitable year ever. Like, you know, they're just going to keep making money hand over fist and not have like they're not doing live shows like they used to because, yeah, they weren't like that's losing money for them. Like they just never they don't need to do that stuff at the level that they used to and wrestlers work like crazy. But also, like at the same time, we're going to see more of these attraction and commodity wrestlers. Uh, you know, because they're not hurt, because they're able to go out and do more. So you got Punk on the top rope now uh, with Undertaker laid out on the table or the announce table. Oh, 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 oh. kind of missed it a little bit, but that's OK. Yep. Table didn't break. But anyways, yeah, I think that like, you know, all these people like, why not? If you're going to be the best in the business. We kill them with business like you don't need to yeah they did the stacked nxt show that one week and stuff like that but at the same time like just look at their business they like they don't yeah they, you know they don't need that in order like they could have had just a terrible show that week and they still would have been just fine every week after like it just it just doesn't happen yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean i I'm I'm cheering for him. It's funny, like, you know, the internet wrestling community gets so worked up anytime you bash AEW. And it's like, I mean, if the show sucks, it sucks. I mean, right? If they're, you know, not building competitive storylines, like, okay, well, I mean, if, you know, paying $60 for a pay-per-view seems absurd. I mean, that's that's just criticism. I mean, like, it's yep. not, not wishing they're out of business. It's not hating on them. It's just... You know, hey, Tony, for as much time as you spent on Twitter, realize that people think it's bullshit to pay $60 a pay-per-view. Uh, people, yep. you know, don't like the way you're booking. People find it to be confusing. People don't want five hours a week from one brand. I mean, that's yep. the other thing you forget. It's like, they're, dude, they're doing five hours a week. I mean, imagine if I told you that NXT was going to do five hours a week, what would you say? Yeah, it's just nuts. Right. Or the raw roster was going to do it. I mean, what? Regardless, it's just it's insane. Yeah. No. And again, like I'm with like we do. We well, you know, some days we we shit on AEW fairly hard, but like, hey, if that's your program, watch it. Like that's the other thing is like we are wrestling fans around here, but also like I want them to be successful. But you know, us like you know being around like knowing WCW and what they did. Well, there's kind of punk a weird reversal there. That looks sloppy as can be. Um, that you know yeah we want it to be but at the same time like the storylines aren't great like they're they're not 
doing things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to watch this. I need to watch this. Like on the flip side, like I'm watching more Raw and SmackDown on any given week than I am ever recently like since like high school and college and stuff like that when i had the time to do it like i'll put it on and just kind of have you know i'm not sitting all three hours but also like it's on and so um because i'm genuinely interested like who's coming out what are the storylines that are happening like you know i just don't feel that way about you know the flip side and what's going on and so yeah it's you know just it's all good stuff like it is we we are living in i you know the best timeline when it comes to wrestling though because there is all kinds of stuff out there um for what we can find and watch and see so yeah so this is the tied for the fourth highest ranked match of punk's wwe career so okay so punk hits go to sleep taker bounces off the rope hits a tombstone one two kicks out fantastic Everyone on there. Crowd check. You got your sound hooked up for it or no? No, I I, I think they blocked the sound. It's just weird. Yep. Like so I saw a little, a little blood there too, maybe. Yeah, Taker got a little bit tiny cut. Yep. So I actually have, so the sound's actually playing on my computer right now. I can't hear it through the us though, but that's all right. Yep. See, now I try to share it and you can't hear it, right? Nope. Yeah. So they they block it. They block, and then if you do the video, if you try to share the video, it blocks it out. So they 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 block that from happening. We've seen that. Yeah, fans though, everybody's on their feet though. Yeah, Not a single up. person sitting down. Yep, it was a sloppy GTS, which is well, I think Undertaker kind of moved through it or kind of rolled through it, whatever you want to say. Yep. So how many five star matches does Punk have in his career? Oh, good question. Uh, two. Two. Yep. Okay. Joe and ROH, and then yep. Cena, um, the Money in the Bank Cena match. Which I figured, figured it had to be two or three. I, I, I obviously I knew the Cena one, but yeah, I wasn't sure um, what else it could have been. Yeah, so absolutely. Then, so he had a MJ, him and MJF, their four and three quarter star, an Austin Aries match, uh, and ROH. So then WWE matches. You know, top one was the Cena match. Then he had a match with Daniel Bryan. Um, uh, another rematch with Cena, and then this match, and then tied with this match was a Jericho match, a Lesnar match. Ref bump. So this was among the, the best match that he ever did. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised, yeah. Man, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Punk, though. I mean, you just – you've got – five years worth of matches if you needed it. You know what I mean? You just start going through all that and like, God, you know, then, then you say, okay, well, if you got a, if you got a heel punk, would they run it back with another Cena match? Yeah. I, sign yeah. me up for that. I would. I'd watch. Yep. Sign me up for SummerSlam, Cena, uh, punk, right? So you had, uh, going for the power bomb, punk now pinning taker after, Hitting him with the urn on the back of the head, and then pinning him with the Undertaker style, like kind of crossing the arms and you know rolling his eyes back, with Taker kicking out. People were going nuts. People, everybody. As soon as they pinned him, people thought it, that was it. People thought it was going to happen. That was the one. Yep. 
Were you were you like clamoring for Sting Undertaker? Like, did you was that is that like one of your top was that one of your top dream it, matches? It, there was a point, yeah. And eventually it got to the point where it was just I don't want to watch two old men go do like, you know, I would have enjoyed in their prime Undertaker and Sting, but eventually, you know, once you get into that after, you know, 2010, I know I don't need that. I just don't need it. Like the nostalgia of it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I yeah, I so you know I'm not a major like sting mark. So okay, so uh, like I'm not a major sting mark. So that that's part of the reason why I don't think I was ever like, oh, I need to see that. I actually was a bigger fan of Surfer Sting than uh, yeah. Okay, so it looks like looks like this is it. Got a couple couple reversals there, but then then hitting the tombstone. Uh, that's got to be it. One, two, three. There you go. Got him. Yep. Place everybody wins. going nuts. Yep. Yeah, great, great one. Um, yeah, I just I wasn't, you know, for me it was the eh, I, the sting thing. Never. I think the build could have been incredibly hokey. You know, I mean, if you go like supernatural, like it's one thing when one guy's supernatural, it's another when they're both doing it. It could have been weird. Like you could have just been like, uh, you know. So like, there's no guarantee that the build would the actual match. It, it, it wouldn't have been good. You know, Taker's yeah. good when he's in there with Shawn Michaels. He's not, you know, CM Punk. Like, Taker's not good when he's in there with an old Goldberg, right? Or another old guy. So, yep. I, and, and you know, Sting, I, I just, I, I'm actually glad it never happened because I just don't think it would have been that good. Give me yeah. a match like this. So, really, really good stuff. Taker claims back the urn. You know, Punk just continues to earn everyone's respect as being a top, top guy. Keep in mind, this was just a few months after he gave up his title to The Rock after a really long reign. So mm -hmm. just an interesting time. And, you know, 10 months later, he'd be out of the company for a decade. Mm, crazy. So that's the story. Let's get crazy. to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? Yeah, really good. Like it was, I, I didn't remember a whole lot of it. I kind of, you know, obviously remembered the finish, but I, the match itself was fantastic. I don't, I don't think there was a, there wasn't really a rest hold at any point. I think Punk played the heel extremely well. Um, you know, trying to do some of Taker's moves, kind of the mannerisms, like just really good. And this was, I, 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 I hate to say it, but Taker was not past his prime <laughs> for this match. Like he still looked good. He moved good. Sure, he was hurting, but he really like went out there and 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 you know he looked good doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, what did what did uh, all the quote unquote experts think? Well, we'll do a little bit real quick here, just kind of what happened after this one. You had um, uh, Punk actually uh, like leaving. Um, he actually uh, you know came out, kind of cut the promo, or handed Heyman the mic. Um, he beat Jericho at payback. Uh, he then dropped Heyman as his manager, of course, causing turn or causing Heyman to turn on Punk, and then Punk then turning face at this point. And so um, 
You had a an Undertaker on the flip side here. Again, they were going to do another tribute to Paul Bearer. Uh, but you had the Shield attacking him, Team Hell No making the save. Um, so a little bit of stuff there, just kind of uh, back and forth. You also had DX saving Undertaker. Just you know, kind of you know, a few different things here. So um, yeah, Punk was 171 this year uh, on the PWI. Undertaker was 18. Um, oh. You had uh, the Observer Newsletter on this one. The show overall was a thumbs up. And this match, hands down, uh, 465 votes is the best match, which is next closest was Cena and Iraq with 29. And so just not much at all there. And so um, here we go. The Undertaker has clearly become the star of WrestleMania with the retirement of Shawn Michaels. And Punk worked great with him. I thought the match was really good. But the streak is now a lot bigger than any world title because it's been built up and talked about so much that gives takers matches a mania at mania a sense of importance that nothing else in wrestling can match living colors punk uh living color played punk's entrance and so yeah we did not uh watch that uh punk went for the gts but undertaker flopped out and this time hit the tombstone for the pin undertaker then took the urn and symbolically walked away with it this was an excellent match and ended up the highlight of the show i don't think it was quite as good as the undertaker's last four mania matches with triple h michaels but it still exceeded what anyone could hope for four and a half stars so 21 and oh four and a half stars tom what are you thinking my payoff score is an eight and a half um, okay and and that might even be low but uh i love the build to this i love both guys i thought the match was fantastic um i i don't know what would make it even better i mean maybe the main event with the title on the line because you know that's what our payoff score it's all the pageantry it's everything that goes into it it's not just watching two guys do fake moves and giving it a star rating so right yeah i have this at like an eight and a half and, and i thought it was absolutely phenomenal everything about it loved it what about you yeah i'm right there with you eight and a half as well i think that like maybe a longer build but at the same time the build was really good the aftermath wasn't you know incredible either but you know didn't need to be when you have a match that kind of I say one offset like this. And so, um, you know, it just makes it worth it. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm right there with you. So really good match. This is one I'm glad we covered it um, because it was a very good match. I think it definitely, you know, unless you're going to watch the Cena match with Punk, like this is one that kind of really showcases what Punk's capable of and telling that story. So, yeah, really good. Cool. Let's send him home happy. Well, I, I love this one. I love the early WrestleMania. We'll see what happens on Sunday at the Rumble. I'm super excited. I know you are too. Uh, yep. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next week on an all new episode of The Payoff.